the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two Welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here at the North-South Connection Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, The Cowboy, joined by my consistent brethren, Mr. John D'Amato and uh, Cowboy Senior, three-man booth today. How's it going, guys? What's up? Good, good. Good to hear. So we're recording on a Tuesday, a little earlier in the week than normal, because we're all just very busy. We have the two retired guys are, are really, really busy. And then the unretired guys even busier. So Tuesday night was the only night we could do it. But I kind of like it because a lot of these games are fresh that we can talk about. So we uh, will put a caveat on any of our picks that we don't know what's going to happen between now and Sunday with, you know, there, there's there's just situations that happen, right, that you can't you can't see coming. But. The picks are the picks, and we'll stand by them. So we're coming fresh off a hot Monday night matchup with the um, the kickerless Washington football team <laughs> beating uh, be, be, beating beating the offenseless Seattle Seahawks 17-15 in a game that wasn't as close as the score would indicate. We can talk about that one later, but that was fresh in the mind. But we had some we had some interesting stuff this week. I, you know, just gonna say not the not the best week of NFL action that I've ever seen, but there were a few marquee matchups, and the one that really did live up to the hype was Tampa Bay at Indianapolis, where we had Indianapolis came out swinging. We had talked on the show about the Bucks' run defense being able to stop Jonathan Taylor, and for the most part, they did. I mean, they he got he got it going a little bit later in the game, but. As compared to what he had been doing, this was a uh, this was a dud of a performance for him. But the Bucks' pass defense, you can throw on him, and Wentz had a good game. And just Tom, you know, just the Bucks just had a little more, a lot of Leonard Fournette, Brady, Brady at the end, and they won the game 38-31. I don't think it's a devastating loss for the Colts. I thought they played well, but uh, the Bucks, one of the few teams that it really is like a hundred percent a Super Bowl contender played like a Super Bowl contender in this one and won in a road game against a good team that a lot of teams would have lost that game. So senior, you were alone on Colts Island. Not a horrible pick, but I think the game kind of went the way that the way that we had thought. You just you had thought the the they I think you had thought that they could run on them a little more than they did and that maybe the Colts defense would put up a little more of a fight than they did. Give us your thoughts. Well, maybe they, uh, maybe they kind of gave up on that run a little early, but I guess you can't knock it because they scored 31 points. But I mean, that finally in that last drive where they just decided to pound the rock, it was a beautiful drive to tie the game 31-31. Unfortunately, when they tied it, there was a little over two minutes left, and usually against Tom, that's the that marks the end, but. You know, what was the turnaround was, yeah, okay, Tom drove him to the winning touchdown, but it was mostly just giving the ball to four touchdown, four net. You know, that's where the table turned on this game, where we didn't see that the 
the Bucks were going to run the ball so effectively. Fournette had this huge game running, and that makes the that Bucks offense just excre- extremely scary because you know they have the passing game with Tom, and when Fournette's doing that with their running game, how do you stop them? I agree that um, it was a great win for the Bucks on the road, but they're a super team and they played really well. I think the the real difference in the game was the turnovers. I thought the turning point was that strip sack, I believe it was by Barrett, that um, yep. the blind side hit. So, you know, and we all, you know, Carson Wentz is having a great year, and people still have that image of that left-handed pass. It was a one big mistake he made this season. But, I mean, he had, going into the game, he had only thrown three picks and now all season. I mean, that's just exemplary. Part of it is you have such a great running game that you're not airing it out that much, but it's still, he's done a great job for a guy who has a reputation of being a little reckless. Um, in this game, he threw two picks and got the strip sack, but I'm not going to put them on him, really. He was blindsided on that sack. He never, he never saw him coming. And the two picks, one of them was, if you remember, he threw on third down, he threw it long down the left sideline where it landed around the one-yard line. And it was one-on-one coverage on Pittman. And yep. that's considered a good throw. You hear it all the time. You've got that big receiver. You throw that 50-50 ball up there, and he's going to make the play for you. And I, if you remember the play, I thought it was a really, really weak effort by Pittman. I mean, he didn't even make an attempt to go up and high point the ball or anything. I don't know what that was about. So I don't really put that on Wentz. I think he threw that ball right where he wanted to. And the other one, the other pick was uh, on fourth down at the end of the game when you're just chucking the ball up there. So, but that was I, also another uh, another. <laughs> it was Pittman again, and another <laughs> not yeah. a great effort by Pittman. No, no, not so. Right, on the so last I, play. So I thought Wentz handled himself well. I thought the Colts played a good game. I I still think they're a good team, like a six and six team. They they've won five out of their last seven, and that's one of the losses. So and I look it, at the AFC and they're a team I respect. I think they're a little, they, if they squeeze into the playoffs, which they have, they still have a chance to, that's a team where you're one of the high seeds in the AFC. I don't know how good you feel about playing Indy. It's, they're scary. There's no doubt about it. Um, that was a great game. Great win for Tampa. Maybe even though they're not the number one seed, I'm going to call them. And no, uh, no insult to Arizona or something, but I think you kind of have to say that they're still the team to beat in the NFC, you know, and they've been there before. They just won it last year. They look like they're just kind of rounding into form, you know, they're defending Super Bowl champions. So yeah, and play, you got to beat, you got to beat some, you got to beat them. So yeah, for sure, I and I mean, they, I think I in think the they um, feel good about themselves. So in the yeah. you know the the odds, I believe, reflect that as well. The odds reflect that as well. I believe they are the favorite to to come out of the NFC. Um, both of these teams with f- fairly soft touches this week on paper, of course. In today's NFL, you got to play the games, but Tampa Bay heading to Atlanta to play. The resurgent Falcons coming off the big seven point win in Jacksonville or <laughs> or not. And we have Indy going to Houston. 
Um, to me, these these look like two road wins, Tampa and Indianapolis. I, I don't see I don't see a scenario where either Atlanta or Houston wins that game. On paper, Atlanta maybe could, you know, chuck the ball around against the Bucs, but without Ridley, that pass offense is pretty anemic and the the Bucs are just a much better team. You guys have any any differing opinions there? Either one of those an upset special for you? Not here, no. I mean, if it happens on either of those games, it'll we'll chalk it right up to one of those shockers that we've seen a few times this year in the NFL. Does it? No logical thought would see either one of those games being an upset. John, you riding the Matt Ryan train this week? Nah, I'll pass on that. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> just, just to go back to the uh, the Colts and the Bucks, though. Also, besides the uh, the two picks that they had, the they, the Colts lost three fumbles too. You're not going to beat uh, Tampa. Yeah with five turnovers. And then they still almost got a miracle. They got that miracle kick return at the end, which, which, which came uh, one tackle away, one tackle away from, uh, and they they would win it to overtime. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, and Taylor didn't actually get a shut down. He, he just, uh, they were, they were scuffling behind most of the game. So he got uh, 83 yards, uh, 16 carries. So, which is, you know, five, five yards per carry is good versus the Bucks. So, but it was a yeah. You can't turn the ball five five times and and, and pull the game off first Tampa. Moving, thank you, John. Moving on. So I think I think the bandwagon's starting to fill up. Oh boy. Tennessee at New England. Ah. Senior said the 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 lowly Patriots trying to take out the. Uh, the vaunted number one seed Tennessee Titans. I'm joking. I'm joking. But it was a uh, it was a shell of the Tennessee team. But the Patriots really came out and took care of business. Thirty six to thirteen, just pretty much just a vicious beatdown. The Patriots defense is playing really really well. Mac Jones is improving every week. They got a nice two headed monster at running back, and without being a homer, right? Not this not not a homer take. But you you have to say that if the playoffs were to start today, they would have to be the favorite to come out of the AFC. They would have to be. They're playing better than anybody. And it's a, just a master class so far. It's, you know, Lilo agrees. He's in on the pass. Lilo is fired up, man. Jeez. But really, I mean, some of this is, I mean, Tennessee being a paper eight and three with the team that they had to throw out there, right. Against a really good defense. It's, I mean, most of their offense was a, basically a busted run, a draw play that they ran to run out the clock. Mm-hmm. That was a touchdown. Um, you guys aren't, uh, you guys aren't concerned. It was a uh, 270 yards on the, uh, on the ground, but, but I, I, as yeah, you is... said, most of them came from two runs, but you guys aren't concerned with that. No concerns. Okay. Okay. Doesn't that kind of, that kind of reminds you of some of the old Patriot defenses where they they would give up yardage but not points, you know. And Bill would always say points allowed is the only defensive stat that counts. That what they did was to offset the all the yardage on the ground was forcing turnovers, right? I mean, one of the big runs ended with Jason Jackson punching the ball out. Yep, three fumbles. The, the defense is playing real well. Yeah, they, they I was surprised they gave up that many yards on the ground. But you know they make up for it by for they 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 they're ball hawkers. They're forcing turnovers. I mean, there's 
I'd like to complain about them giving up all that yardage, but as, as a Patriots fan, it's hot, kind, kind of hard to complain when you win the game 36 to 13, right? I mean, it's exactly. a pretty solid win, and they, they did get their running game going as well as they usually do, and what some what some of the naysayer critics of the Patriots say, even some of the uh, our local media, is that, you know, Mac isn't going to lose a game for you, but he but he can't win. He hasn't proven that he can win a game. Well, he threw for over 300 yards against them and won the game. So that was that was really good to see too. That the offense the offense can still be good even if they're not churning up 150, 175 yards on the ground. Yeah, and so now 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 comes the real real crazy part of the season for the Pats, right? So you've got big Monday night game against Buffalo this week, right? Then a bye, then at Indy, then home for Buffalo. And then, I mean, that that's a murderer's row right there. Then you close it out with Jacksonville. And is it the Jets week 18? I believe it is, right? And Miami again. I'm sorry, Miami. Miami, that, not an easy game the way Miami's playing. Um, But this is really the marquee matchup of week 13. It's the one everyone's going to be talking about. New England at Buffalo. Buffalo coming in hot, too, after thumping New Orleans, which Buffalo played a good game. But, I mean, that New Orleans offense was was pretty anemic with with. with Simeon, I mean, it was real bad, right? And then real key injury for the Bills in that game. You know, these um, shutdown corners are not a dime a dozen, and Tredavious White's one of the best, and he's done for the season. So it's a tough, tough spot for the Bills, but they are at home. I think it's truly a you-pick-em game. I think it's a close game. I think it's probably a three-point game either way, and... I, I can't. I'm not even going to make a pick. I don't know who's going to win. I think they're very evenly matched. The home field being, you know, if it was in New England, I would lean Patriots. I think the Patriots are probably a smidge hotter coming in, healthier. But the game in Buffalo, I don't. I just, I can't make a pick. It's about as even, Stephen, as it gets. John, give us unbiased analysis on this one. <laughs> uh. I, I, the Patriots have, uh, have played uh, terrific on the road uh, this year, and I, I just think uh, the law of averages uh, that they're, they're not going to go eight uh, no on on the road, and the law of averages this might be the only game they lose on the road. So I'm going to go with Buffalo just just solely on the home field. That uh, you know the, the mafia is going to going to make it a little tough on uh, on Mac and. Uh, and the, the the Bills to pull it out by a field goal, 24-21. So you do a great close game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, oh that, That's the only uh, thing that's uh, that's way in the spread is the home field. That's that's a good look for the, for the Patriots. They've come a long way that, uh, you know, Buffalo was predicted to, you know, go to AFC, heavy AFC oh, favorites, yeah. dominate I the mean, division. So that's a, that's a good look that the, the Pats have come that far. If you play, I mean, if the game was four weeks ago, the Bills would be 10-point favorites, you know? So, yeah. absolutely. Senior. I mean, 
I just I can't pick against the Pats right now the way they're playing. I just can't against anybody anywhere right now. I'd be picking them to win this week. <laughs> it's really that simple. I I think they're a better team than Buffalo. I think the Pats win a close game. The Bills keep it close at home, but but in the end the Pats win. Maybe a maybe a game winning kick by Nikki Field goal. The Pats win by I don't know between somewhere at seven points or less in a good game. A good game, not super high scoring. Something like, look, I'll say 24-17, Pats. All right. All right, so we're not going to have an island in this one due to my refusal to pick a winner. And I can't. Being that a three-point underdog, I'm not going to call that my upset special because, to me, it's not an upset. That would be ridiculous. Well, if you ever get to the game, I'll tell you what my upset special is. I've got one. It's kind of a big one. But if you don't, if you don't get to it, I'll say it at the end of the show. But it can't be the Lions. Well, I'm done with picking the Lions as an upset special. We, that was our upset special that they let us down. It's not the Lions, is it, Senior? No, no. And you know what? You want to talk about that game that they say you say they let us down. The Bears are so bad. I think I honestly think we had the game right. I think if Swift doesn't go down at the beginning of the game, the Lions win. I mean, he's clearly their best player. He's the, he's their he's their whole offense, and they still almost won without him. Real sad state of affairs for Chicago, though, huh? They suck. I mean, if you could, <laughs> maybe the poor Lions, because it's really three weeks in a row of games like this where it's like like the Cleveland game was the same way, where like if. If you're the Bears, do you feel good about that win, like, at all, at all, at all? I mean, they played horrible. <laughs> horrible, right? I mean, it was an awful game. The Cleveland-Detroit game, the same way that the Cleveland-Detroit game was so bad, Mayfield did the, you know, walked off the field and trashed the fans afterwards. And then there was the Pittsburgh tie. So, but the, I think for the Lions to get a win, it, you know, they maybe had to be one of those because they were all winnable. But I guess the less we talk about that, the better. But tough. I mean, there's just... So Ryder's not here, but we can talk about the Bears game quick here. So the Cardinals coming off a bye, in theory, getting Kyler and DeAndre back after a nice month's siesta for them going to Chicago. I talked to Ryder tonight, and... He feels that the Bears have no chance in this game, that that the Cardinals coming off the bye are just going to come out and put it on them. Double digit Cardinals win. Um, just kind of a, the way we kind of when we he and I were talking about it was it's a good team versus a terrible team. And it doesn't really matter where the game's played because the good team's going to beat the terrible team. You guys have any other <laughs> Analysis on that game. Uh, they'll beat them easy, even if even if Kyler and DeAndre don't play, because they've they've shown that they're capable without them, and they can certainly blast this joke of a team. <laughs> John, yeah, it, uh, Dalton is uh, is still in. Fields is is not coming back yet. Correct. Uh, Red rifle. The the only chance would be if there was any uh, snow or something, uh, some weather issues. But uh, I think it's gonna gonna be mild uh, this weekend. Uh, so uh, we're all on the Cardinals. 
Yeah, even if there's weather issues, give me give me James Bears for anything. Yeah, give me <laughs> James Con, give me James Connor in the snow against that team, all day, all day. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. You guys, the Bears don't have their. First, <laughs> did we talk about this? They don't have their first round pick, or they do? Ah, uh, the Giants do. Yeah. yeah. So, go Cardinals, right, John? Sorry, yeah. Tim. The lost season. We love you, buddy. You know that. All right, looking back again, so Pat's Titans was a big one. How about the Turkey Day? We we talking a little Turkey Day, the one game we didn't talk about. Big upset special. Vegas baby going to Dallas. 36-33 in, I mean, one of the worst, one of the worst high-scoring games to watch in the history of football. Right. With all the penalties, like it really wasn't a well-played game. I don't think the Vegas played real well. Dallas played awful. That guy, I think Anthony Brown just got called for another pass interference five minutes ago. Just kind of an ugly, ugly performance by the Cowboys. And they've they've had a few of these. Right. Where it's just like, like, what the hell is going on? I know that Dak came out. He threw for a lot of yards. But I mean, if you're losing it home to. Vegas. I mean, there's issues there, right? Right, Sean? Yeah, there's uh, you know, a lot of complaints about the, the penalties, but they were all obvious. It's like you got to call them. What, what are you going to do? You know, none of the, usually, uh, you know, I'll call it if it's a, you know, a ticky. I hate like those ticky tack uh, penalties that, that that turn on, on a third down in the fourth quarter. But these were all so obvious to even the refs no choice but to call them and. Just, uh, every every typical, one of those pass interferences was legitimate. Every yeah. single one. And typical Dallas getting undisciplined. The guy uh, punches uh, Hill, uh, punched somebody at the end of the game. They caught him on tape. He got a, he got clipped for two games now, and uh, they got uh, a lot of guys out with the with the COVID. So it's uh, uh, things are starting to be dicey, including the coach. Uh, it's gonna be up. At, uh, you know, it's a good thing they have Quinn, an experienced and assistant. To uh to carry through and plus the you know the, the depleted uh, Saints team, uh, who knows what's going on there, where the Hill's going to play in that. We'll probably uh, decide that one. On this, so how much do you think they miss McCarthy in this game coming up? I think it's advantage Dallas that he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I teed that one right up for you, uh, senior. I low hanging, hanging fruit. Low hanging, hanging fruit. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, John used the word undisciplined about the Cowboys, and I agree with him. And, you know, you've got to get into the tough playoffs against, against you know, in that difficult NFC. They better play more discipline. But, yeah, if, if everybody talking about all the flags, and I agree with John. It, it wasn't on the officials. It was on the players because you're talking about the Cowboys undisciplined and then the Raiders living, living up to their long-lasting reputation of always being undisciplined. But the crazy NFL this year, huh? I mean, last week when we picked this game, we all said the Cowboys easy. We were saying that uh, the Raiders, the season, their season's over. We had a bit of casket dead. And, of course, they win the game. And, you know, we weren't the only people saying this. And segue into another game for you, Raj, in the same division. You know, four or five weeks ago, us and again, we were echoing how everybody felt. The Chargers are a really good team. They might they might be the class of that very good division. They're good on both sides of the ball. We were we were using the word elite 
to describe Justin Herbert. And now here they are. They 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 get spanked by Denver and you know, lulling around at six and five. They're not even a team anybody's talking about anymore. It's been that kind of a season. It, these teams have been hard to figure. The whole and, division's like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, All yeah, four I mean, of them. Is, is, De- is, De- is Denver, other than I still think the Chiefs are the class, but I mean, is Denver as good as those teams? Are they as good as the Chargers and the Raiders or maybe better? Same record. All three yeah, of them have I the know. same record. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seems that they're all at that six and five. You don't know what to expect from week to week. And I'll lead us into it because it, it might be, you know, there aren't many this week. One of the only interesting games of the week. Um, San Diego going to Cincinnati, who, you know, we, we, and then we went from crowning them and you picking them to go to the Super Bowl to going back to calling them the Bungles again. And now I'm back in. Like, I'm back now, in. Yeah, because they, you know, <laughs> was, was that so great of them? Or, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed every second of that, seeing the Steelers talk about a team just play like dogs. I mean, they just gave up in that game. They just, all they had to do was hand it to Mixon, and he was running right through them. Oh, my God, that, that was just embarrassing. And and on the offense, you know, the, to comment on on Ben, you know, let's face it. The guy, you know, had real character issues early in his career. You don't hear that <laughs> stuff anymore. But I, I never liked the Steelers, and I never liked him. And that's easy for me, right? But you got to say, and, and I can take away all my bias and say, the guy's probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think there's too much doubt about that. Oh, not even probably. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No. Why do you, you know retire? Get the hell off the field. Go to Mike Tomlin and say, play Mason Rudolph. Do you want to go out looking like this? I mean, he sucks. I mean, it's it's an awful, awful way for a Hall of Famer to end his career. I mean, he's terrible. Okay. <laughs> a lot of guys. Anyway, I mean, it does it does happen to a lot of guys. It's going to be his last year. And, I mean, frankly, if Mason Rudolph didn't suck as bad as he sucks, Almost any other quarterback, they would just be playing over Roethlisberger. But Roethlisberger is still better. Even even this version of Roethlisberger is still better than Mason Rudolph. And Haskins. Haskins, too. I mean, Haskins. Definitely. But, I mean, if you think about some of the, you know, some of the, not even the premium backups. You know, like, like if they had Mitch Trubisky. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, he's starting right now, right? 100%. You would think so. I don't know. You know, out of respect, do they keep playing Ben? I don't know. No, I think he, I mean, Tomlin wants to win. And Roethlis, as sad as it is, Roethlisberger gives them the best chance to win. And record-wise, and, they're still in the playoff hunt. What's even sadder is I don't even know if he's the worst quarterback in that division. Even with the way he's playing, after what I saw again on on Sunday evening, out of out of Cleveland. Yeah, well, at least you know as bad as Baker's playing. At least he's hurt. Yeah, I mean he's really really dinged up. You know that. How little did they think of Case Keenum? I mean you're putting Baker, who's, you know, I mean you really trash the guy, but I'll say like a a mediocre quarterback, a middle of the road guy. You're playing him all beat up. Why aren't you playing your backup? I think it's just poor, poor coaching. 
Yeah. Or maybe it's there. like Baker, you know, they don't want to like do something to Baker's confidence. But I mean, you can't right. tell me. And I think we were talking about this in the chat. You can't tell me Keenum doesn't give him a better chance to win right now. I would think so. He has to. He has to. Baker is. Anyway, yeah. But back to that game. I mean, would it be typical of the way this season's done? Everybody's going to like the Bengals at home this week against the Chargers. Would it be yeah. I mean, just typical of this season for Herbert to go crazy and beat him? It's a coin flip. I mean, I I don't know what the I think spread that is, a but coin flip. I think you got it. The way the two teams are trending, I think you, it's hard not to pick the Bengals. It's almost impossible. The Chargers haven't been playing well at all. I mean, no. if they go back to being the Chargers of the first four or five weeks for a game, that would just that's just the way this year is going. I mean, I'm I'm going to pick the Bengals, but. It's going to be a game where everybody thinks the Bengals. I mean, it was just two weeks ago they hung 41 on the Steelers, which I, which I know I know right the now. Bengals just did that as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how impressive does that look right now? Yeah, but the Chargers. That, but the also, to me, the other thing was with the Chargers defense, that was a good game. The the major reason that the Chargers are struggling is they just it's hard well. to win football games when you can't stop the run. And, I mean, and, all the and, Bengals and are going to be doing it. It's going to be a big dose of mixing. You and I mean, it. they do that. They do that anyway. So that's how you can see it get not get. You know, the that 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 makes you lean Bengals, right? Because it seems like that the the matchup that's going to, you know, that's the biggest disparity in the game. The biggest advantage is the Bengals running game versus that the Chargers run defense, but. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all with the way the way both of these teams are. And the Bengals have played two good games in a row. But would it surprise you if they came out and laid an egg? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, wouldn't be shocked. But if I have to pick the game, if you hold the gun to my head, I'm saying Bengals. I'm going to pick the Chargers. John. Okay, Johnny, somebody's going to be on an island. Is it me or Cowboy? Uh, it's going to be the Cowboy. Uh, the, the Bengals, uh, the, those two horrific, those two bad losses, uh, the Jets... They gave up 34, and Cleveland they gave up 41. Uh, that that bye week came right at the right time for them. They came out the bye week and they uh, they smoked Vegas. They only gave up 13, and uh, they only gave up 10 this week to the Steelers. Uh, that defense is uh, it's got a lot of momentum now, and uh, I, I think uh, yeah, one team going one way, the Chargers going the other. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the trend going and I stick with the Bengals. All right, all right. So I'm on Justin Herbert Island alone. Yeah, this, okay. this, the, big, the biggest Bengals supporter of us all. I'm kind of I like the Bengals. I just I've, I, I it's kind of the, to your point, senior, is why I'm picking the Chargers because the way this year has gone, yeah, it feels like that's what's going to happen. Another g- great example of that is John's guys this week. I, I we, we said it on the show, right? That Philly and the Giants I couldn't understand why the line was so short. Philly's this hot, hotter, hotter than a firecracker on the 4th of July. The Giants came in looking awful. And those are where you got to be careful because, look, the Giants came out and beat them. Phil, I mean, Hurts looked like he never played quarterback before. It's just You have a lot of these middle-of-the-road teams that, that are, you know, that are not consistent. There's a lot of that in the NFL. Philly is Philly's one of those teams. And... They came up. They came up snake snake eyes this week, and the Giants got a win, right? Yeah, you gotta like it, right, John? Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, Philly took uh, Jalen Rager instead of uh, Jefferson. Uh, 
<laughs> that was that was pretty much the story of that game. Uh, was, uh, but yeah, Hurts uh, impressive uh, impressive running, but when he has to throw, uh, there's some issues there. But uh, it, it was good. The Giants uh, they they hung tough, but uh, as usual, we get to you can never uh, can't have nice things. I uh, got some bad uh, news on the injury report, and uh, it's gonna be Mike Glennon this week. So. Gooseneck Mike Glennon. Also, yeah. Also, uh, besides... Oh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. No, nah, versus a hot, uh, versus a hot Dolphins team. So it's probably gonna. I don't think. They, yeah, the Giants haven't won two in a row, uh, and I don't think they're gonna start this week. I like the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins big in this game, and I, that defense is playing really, really well. If you've yeah. watched them play, and it's it's consistent a number of games in a row. And the schedule really breaks nice for them. You know, they're sitting at five and seven, right? And if you look at if you look at their next games, you have you have home um, home for the Giants by week, home for the Jets. So I mean, that should be seven and seven, right? And then they close it out with at New Orleans, at Tennessee, home for the Patriots. Um, if they can win two of those games, potentially a week 18 game where the Patriots aren't playing for anything. Right. I mean, that's possible. Um, I mean, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a uh, nine and eight, nine and eight season for them. And which is definitely a playoff spot and eight and nine, frankly, could be a, could be a playoff spot. So I've really liked what I've seen. To, I, I think they they've Flores is a good coach. And I think he, <laughs> Had that rough game yeah, in uh, London. Had that rough game in London. That 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 might come back to bite him. That Jacksonville loss. Ugly, but after after a real horrendous start, a nice little turnaround, and not again, and not against the cupcakes either. I mean, they got to win against Baltimore in there, and I know Carolina is not great, but I mean, they completely destroyed them. Newton. I mean, that's about as ugly a passing line as you'll ever see. What do you think they're seeing here? You think they, they they're gonna trot them out there again since they paid them, or does the do you consider the experiment failed? Oh, well, he played good the first week and played off. I agree, his passes were all over the place. It looked like him throwing the ball last year. I think they're gonna give him one more start. Did you see I his think. numbers? He was five yeah, for twenty-two or something. I know. Oh, and I saw what the throws looked like too, and it brought back ugly memories. But I still think they'll give him another shot because he played so well in the first week. And he does seem to inject some life into the team. He's so fiery. So I think he's going to get one more crack. We'll see. We'll see. I could be wrong. Uh, I agree with everything you said about Miami. And isn't it kind of uh, – it kind of reminds you of last year when they got off to a slow start. And then they we were, people were saying they – I can remember the, the lines like um, the beginning of last season – it's one of the worst rosters in the history of the NFL. And then they started playing better and better. And Flores got all kind of credit. Well, here they are again, rounding into form. Besides the fact that their defense is playing really well. Don't you, aren't you seeing some improvement in Tua? Oh Definitely. yeah. And, he's, he's and they have better a, and better. And, and, and it looks, looks like, like they have some nice chemistry. Yeah. I was going to say, it looks like they actually hit on a first round receiver too. Yeah, He's well, a real playmaker. It looks like the real deal, real good, real loaded draft for receivers this year. Um, but yeah, they do have chemistry and Tua, I think, I think they've designed the offense to play to his strengths, right? You know, he's getting the ball out quick. I think he was over 80% again last week. 
it's a, it's in, you know, you got to like them this week against the Giants, Dad. Or less, are you, is that your upset special? No, no, it's not. Glennon in Miami. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yeah, especially, especially when I heard Glennon was playing that. But yeah, you got the Dolphins have really looked good. AFC East last week, right? Undefeated, including the Jets. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. That was a nice win for them. Yeah, yeah. Even though yes, Zach wasn't really that impressive again. I mean, you yeah, know, that's being nice about I, it. I, I still think, you know, I mean, other you take that one game away and White has looked, White in the games he played has looked much better. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an ugly situation if, if that ends up being the case. Um, Jets, uh, Philly at the Jets. Potential Minshew versus Minshew versus Wilson if, if uh, Jalen Hurts can't go. I still like Philly. I got a feeling that if uh, I got a feeling if Flacco is healthy, they may start him again. You know, the reason that part of the reason Wilson played was that was Flacco wasn't good to go. <laughs> the Philly thing you got to watch it. I don't think it's a worry this game. I think they beat the Jets every game, but Philly had been rolling, and we talked about it last week. You know, the defense and their running game had really been rolling, and the Giants did a, besides Hurts running, the Giants did a good job against their running backs. But I thought a big, big factor was fairly early in the first quarter. Uh, Jason Kelsey went down and didn't come back in the game. You know, the, sometimes that center, that anchor of that offensive line is going to throw everything off. And he's one of the better ones in the league. So I don't know how serious the injury was, but that could be a huge loss to them. But not a big enough loss to lose to the Jets. They'll, they'll take care of business. John, what do you think? you like the Jets here? The Jets have never beaten Philly in history. Uh, this week, uh, let's go with it. Upset special. Upset special. Woo! J. E. Two in a row for the Jets. T. S. Jets. 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 There you go. Like there you go. I, I like it. Gun. I don't think they're going to win, but I give you credit for picking them. All right. Now, going back to, uh, to last week, we had another kind of Cadillac game that I feel like we were. I'm not senior. I think this might have been one of your one of your island games. I, I don't remember. But we had the Rams heading to Green Bay. Somehow the Rams uh, were two point favorites. Oh, I, had, I think you got it backwards. I, in fact, I know you do. Listen to the tape. It was your island game. You picked the Rams. <laughs> me and Johnny picked. Me and Johnny went with uh, the the Lambeau Field cold weather. Not gonna question senior. Oh, I no, you know, I, I thought I, I think I said I the Packers by islands. the Packers by double digits. I could have uh, sworn I said that. Gonna have oh. to start recording these guys. So. Jesus, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. I really liked the Packers in the game. So. <laughs> when, when when game time came, I thought that I, I was I was on, I was on the Packers. Me and Ryder watched together. Maybe it, maybe it was a sweep, but I swear I I know I picked the Packers. Gonna have, gonna have to keep a spreadsheet for the for these. So maybe it was. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I could have swore it we, both really picked, we both it picked first, and so you went there to be on the island. That's what I thought. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But maybe I did. If I did, I'm happy to say I was incorrect. And I don't think even incorrect just about this week, but I I believe it's something we've talked about on here, and it's a uh, it's something that's come up in the in the national media too. It is that this Rams team. It's just not that good. Stafford's banged up, right? 
doesn't look doesn't look great. I mean, <laughs> Beckham did his, as John pointed out to us, some big Odell garbage time yardage, like it was 2015 again. But I mean, he's going to help them, but they they looked like a juggernaut at the beginning of the year, and they certainly don't look like like that now. The defense is is beatable. The offense is not playing that well. And for my money, they are the third best team in that division. And I think I said it last week and I'll reiterate it. You know, picking up Beckham. Okay. I mean, if you look at his numbers last week, he did have a bad game, but that offense misses all the little things that Robert Woods does. Oh, definitely. With his blocking and, and, and he's, he's running those jet sweeps and, doing dirty work things, you're not, you're obviously not going to get that from OBJ. They, they miss that guy more than you know. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, De- Beckham's not a do the little things kind of guy. That's for sure. So we have, and, and then you had to like what you see, what you saw from the Packers. Yeah, they're good. They played a good but, game. And they were good. Surprising. What's surprising about the Rams is the, they get Von Miller and their, their defense has gotten worse, which yeah. is uh, which is unfathomable. That's what's been been carrying them. Uh, yeah. You figure the defense would be we'd be that much more dominant with with Aaron Donald and of course uh, Stafford, uh, you know, three uh, three pick six in in uh, in three weeks. Uh, so can he go for four? Pick six at Stafford is uh, hurting up too. I can't remember who it was that caught the pass. I don't know if it was Scantling. It was a it was a touchdown down near the goal line, a touchdown pass by uh, Rodgers that Jalen Ramsey got beat on the way you're not supposed to get beat, where he let the he let the guy go inside, and that was uncharacteristic of a you know he's a great he's a great corner, but they they got a lot of star power, right? You look at the names on that defense and the offense, but it's not adding up to what it should. Yeah, like you said, I think Stafford's in a bit of a rut too. And, you know, and he's hurt. In the whole, when, the, the, everything you're hearing is that he's hurt. You know, he's like always been hurt. willing to play hurt. He's always had that reputation of being a tough guy. But in the years where Detroit had decent teams when he was with them, he was always streaky. And he's he's in a bad run now. He started the year on a hot run, so that could change. But they also that offense does miss Woods too, no doubt about it. Man, they got a they got a tough schedule uh, towards the end. They, this Jacksonville and Seattle should be W's, but then uh, they got they got Ar- at Arizona, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, and uh, the only and the only home game is uh, San Francisco, who gives them problems. So that's uh, I mean that's probably one and three, the way they're yeah. playing right now. Exactly. So that for them to go ten and seven, that's a surprise. They looked like they were going to go easy, like thirteen and four, fourteen and three. Yeah. So. That, that, it, it goes to what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, how, how things how things turn with these teams. It's who gets hot. It's who's going to be hot at the end of December. Uh, all the ups and downs that these teams are going. And through. healthy too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I mean, the, the the extra week does make the season feel longer too. Like it's, oh, yeah. you know, it it feels like we're we're real deep in here. And I mean, we're still, you know, these teams each all have six six more games to play. And teams right. with that late buy, it's gonna it, it helps too. Like like with with the Pats, uh, got that got the late yeah. buy. 
But yeah. we do have Jacksonville going to the Rams this week. As poorly as the Rams are playing, I don't see I don't see T Law going in there and getting the win. So yeah. I'll, I'll pick the Rams. I don't think uh, Urban Meyer is going to pull this one out. <laughs> no, I don't think so. At all. Not going to happen for the Urban Cowboy on this one. Mm-hmm. All right, Minnesota, San Francisco. So we had San Francisco go to Minnesota. San Francisco's playing really, really well. That continued in this game. Um, big injury for them. Debo Samuel down for a week or two. I mean, he's been spectacular in that jackknife role in that offense. Just what a what a what an incredible player he is. Um, but San Francisco going and when they looked at the beginning of the year and saw, oh, at Seattle. They probably thought that that may be a difficult game. But we got something to tell you here, Niners. <laughs> that Seattle team is a dumpster fire. An absolute dumpster fire. 49ers by by two touchdowns for me. They're hot. I mean, to talk about two teams going in opposite directions. Um, Senior, what are your takeaways from uh, Niners, Niners-Vikings? I was on Vikings Island. I mean, both Captain teams were Kirk. coming in pretty hot, right? I mean, Kirk was coming off beating the Packers. And basically, you guys both had it right. I mean, the Niners are playing real well. And the, the Niners, to me, were just the more physical team. And that had a lot to do with why they won, you know. They, were, they won the battle in the trenches. They were able to run the ball. And their defense is real physical. I mean, it was a decent game. I still don't think the Vikings are a bad team. No, I mean the Everson Griffin stuff. The Everson Griffin, the stuff, so like the really Everson Griffin, Griffin things a tough thing, right? Before, you know, the day before the game. Yeah, yeah, all true, all true. And I but, mean, you got, but you have to be impressed with them going the Niners. Oh, maybe. definitely, definitely. But I mean, I give Minnesota a little bit of a mulligan on that one. I mean, that's a that's a tough situation. Yep, definitely, totally. But yeah, going forward, I do. Uh, you you guys got. After watching that game, I'm bought into the Niners. That they're if they get decent quarterback play, they're a pretty dangerous team. That's the one factor. I I don't trust Jimmy G. No, but, but I mean the way they friggin' run the ball. Yeah, it, using. But I mean it makes Sam his job pretty, back. Pretty, He's like a pretty back, back there. Like every time they give him the ball on those running plays, it's, he's a threat to go all the way. He's so fast and so physically strong. This is a guy's been around a few, like a two or three years. What a coming out party this year yeah. has been for him. He is an absolute stud. He's as the good ulti- a weapon as there is in the league. At, at the ultimate weapon. Season. He's the ultimate weapon. Yeah, and then you know the, the running game's even going to be good without him. You know they they can run the ball. They, 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 oh, definitely. You know Mitchell is very capable, and they they've been question mark as quarterback play. I like their defense. Good physical defense. So yeah, yeah, they roll easy over Seattle. You a think so too? A team that's well, a team that's looking like they're dying like that. To me, that's the worst kind of matchup that you can get is a team that's going to put punch you in the mouth. They're just going to roll over and die. I see it as an easy win for San Francisco. I see it the same way. I think we talked about this last week a little, and boy, did it come true. Seventeen fifteen was the score of that Washington game, Washington Seattle game. <laughs> But, I mean, Seattle was atrocious the whole game. The whole game. It was a real, real poor performance. 
their defense actually showed up for one of the first times all season. It didn't matter. It didn't matter because the offense is so bad. John had the crystal ball on uh, DK Metcalf, who a lot of talent, but I mean, just invisible when they needed him in this game, John. Yeah, uh, Seattle in general, uh, I, I, I went down on them. and uh, Dumpster fire. But, yeah, there was uh, something since 2013, uh, their first and second round draft picks. Uh, only one Pro Bowl since, uh, since 2013, uh, who happens to be uh, Mr. Metcalf. Uh, but he's not playing uh, like a Pro Bowler anymore. So, yeah, I, I had that pegged early. Just the, yeah, the, the lack of talent around uh, Russell. And, and and that you know too many losses on that defense and they haven't replaced the you know offensive line is weak. But getting back to the the 49ers who are you know I'm with you guys they 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 should roll easy which uh, which might mean uh, somebody could make some money on an upset. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to going back to uh, week nine when uh, the the Niners lo- looking like garbage at three and five and the Rams rolling at a uh, seven and two and that Monday night game turned both teams around. The, Big the time, Niners yep. smoked the Rams and, and now they're on a roll and and they're they're talking playoffs back in and the Rams haven't won since. So that, that that's a that defines the craziness that we're talking about. Uh, how uh, you know uh, a couple two three weeks things change so much. Yep, too true. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's been a real crazy year. The NFL always has a lot of parity, but I mean, it's really like, I mean, there's, there's about 15 teams (laughs) that any, any, any one of them could beat another one on a given week. It's just fun to speculate, but uh, you pretty much just got to sit back and uh, wait, wait to see who's hot at the end of December. (laughs) So I'm going to give you guys another upset special. You're going to, you're going to really be surprised by it too. But first of all, we talked a little about Cleveland, Baltimore. We can talk a little more about that for what was supposed to be a game between two bad, two good teams. It was really, really a poorly played game by both teams, right? I don't think it was so much great defense as much as it was just bad offense. Cleveland, the bye couldn't come quick enough for them. Baltimore, Baltimore has, is looking to break some kind of record for lucky wins. This year, I mean, how many games have they won that they should have lost this year? Is it five or six? So that's my upset special is Big Ben. Oh, come on. <laughs> Big Ben at home One against, last the Ra- against the Ravens in his last season. The hated Ravens coming to to Pittsburgh. The Steelers season's on the line in this game, right? I mean, they're, as bad as they've played, they're still, they're still five, a 500 team and they're seven playoff teams. So they can still get in. But this is the uh, proverbial kitchen sink game for them. And I think, I think he turns back the clock a little. I think some of it's that the Ravens aren't that good and let everybody hang around. And I think Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh gets it done. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. Am I on the island there? No, you stole my thunder. Oh, my God. Remember I said I had an upset special? (laughs) Me picking the Steelers. It's unbelievable. But, you know, it's it's a little bit of the Steelers. A lot of it is the Ravens. I mean, the last three weeks, they're averaging 14 points a game. And I know the Steelers' defense looked horrible this past week, and they have a few times this year. But, I mean, at this point, if there's any pride at all left in that locker room, if 
you know, that th- this is a game that they're going to come out really fired up. They, you know, chance to beat the, you know, the Ravens are so beatable. And I, I, I think Tomlin gets, gets it up and up. Not so much as I think Ben's going to have this great game is I think that they're, they're going to be their Their defense is actually going to be able to hold down the Ravens, just like everybody else has lately. And they'll do rock enough. fight. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll do enough to win at home with the crowd behind them. This, the Ravens are so due to lose to somebody. Like my my comment about the Ravens were going to be, well, you called the uh, for a different reason. It was because of the injuries, but you called Tennessee kind of a paper number one seed. Well, right now the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. No way, you know, no way are they the best team in the conference. As a Pats fan, the the two teams that I'm really afraid of are the Chiefs and the Bills. I I don't see the Ravens. No way. And I, I think the Steelers beat them this week. Pittsburgh at home scrapes it together. Physical game. They play with fire. They 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 all should be so embarrassed from what happened last week. And I think they are. That time Tomlin just kicks their ass and lights a fire under them, and they win this game. So John, you make you get it a clean, clean, clean sweep, John. Uh, he didn't say what his pick was. Clean sweep, John. Nah, so, come on when you said Steelers. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm going Ravens, but uh, it, it's not a confident pick because, uh, yeah, the Ravens, they're relying too much on Lamar. And uh, they, they took all those hits at the running back uh, uh, position uh, where they – now they're relying on guys like uh, Latavius Murray and, and Devonta Freeman who uh, who probably played on uh, every every team in the NFL between both of them. So, to wash you know, up. Too, uh, too weathered. Yeah, well, yeah, wash up is a little rough. Maybe weathered veterans uh, they're relying on. But they, they're relying too much. Uh, and, and you can see Lamar's uh, – you know, I feel feeling the feeling the pressure with the some some of those throws. Uh, so that yeah, they've definitely been fortunate in some of those games. But I I could see it. It's it's not a ridiculous pick at all. I, I pay, it's probably it'll probably be close. And uh, with these division games, especially you know an intense rivalry like that, the, the there's always a there's always a chance for an upset. But I'll stick with the Ravens on this because I, I can't in good conscience pick the way the Steelers been playing. They they hung in there for a half a season uh, until that that Detroit tie pretty much uh, sucked the life out of them. <laughs> I just feel like if they're going to raise up for one game, yeah, this is, the this is the game. This is the game in their home. Sure. And the, the, the Ravens. The the like like the we game. said, I mean, the Ravens have been on the knife's edge all season. All right. Yeah. Ev- eventually, I mean, it does. You know, the law of averages is they're going to lose one of these. Right. This this so, game the uh the Browns uh, they lost uh the, they lost their right tackle uh, Conklin that was that was huge for them they couldn't run after that so there was you know and they didn't have a sufficient uh, backup it, it there was a big difference when he went down well that and the fact that Baltimore could just put all eleven guys right in the box because they yeah, had zero yeah. zero they, fear of the passing game none yeah his shoulder shot man it's uh, too much too much pride for Baker yeah yeah. They're, be- yeah, I mean, they're on the bye, they, maybe though. To say that they had a they had a, a hard time beating that Cleveland team with Baker in that shape, it's about as unimpressive a win as you're ever going to have, right? I mean, yeah. that was the prime time night game, and it was like, I get only a football fanatics like us didn't click it off because it, yeah. it was such horrible. And unless you unless you really enjoy interceptions, 
That Four was picks, a, yeah. Man. It was just bad football. Very yeah. rare QB gets a W. Uh, for, you know, four said, picks. How about the play where Baker just dropped the ball when he was fading yeah. back? Nobody even uh, hit him. No, and that, they had that. They had a nice play set up. It was a screen to Hunt. Yeah, unfortunately. The, it's, the ball yeah, just dropped the ball. They, they got the ball on that last and they, drive. They, and they still they, they barely get, won the game. Yeah. They didn't even get one first down on that last drive. Cleveland. That <laughs> oh, I messaged you guys. I messaged yeah. you guys when they got the ball. They got the ball with whatever it was, a minute and a half left, not and no one, time, and no timeouts. And I said, I've never, I've never been more confident that a team's not. It's like the opposite of like you know when like Rogers or Brady gets in, you're like, yeah. oh, they left him too much time. Yeah, they could have left the, they could have left the Browns the whole fourth quarter, and I would have had zero fear that they were coming down for a touchdown. Paul Baker, for, uh, somebody else's, I think it was uh, was a Chubb or Hunt. I wonder, running backs' uh, fathers came out and said. <laughs> He's he's got the he's got the fathers of his teammates attacking him. That's how bad he is. Poor Baker. All right, guys, we got two games left to pick here. So, WFT at Vegas. It's actually wow. a tough game. Tough game. It's a coin flip game. I like I like WFT. I think the Vegas win against Dallas was a mirage, um, and I put that more on the Cowboys. And I think the Vegas goes back to quitting this week. No Darren Waller. That hurts them. Senior. It's a tough one. It's one that I I'm sway I sway back and forth thinking about. So I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to take the, say the Raiders win yep. another one. All right. Silver and black in Vegas. Johnny. Um, surprisingly, the WFT uh, since they lost uh, Chase Young, their their defense has uh, has been playing lights out. I don't know if it, it, it maybe it, that sparked them. They're, they're trying to uh, you know win it for Chase, but uh, I've, I've been really impressed. The, the defense is getting is finally getting together, like I thought they would since the beginning of the year. I'm, I'm going with WFT. Uh, Heineke's been uh, hasn't been turning the ball over. Has been getting them just enough to to win. And uh, but uh, is uh, it looked like McKissick went down. That's a, that's a big loss for him. It is. But, uh, it is. but Gibson gonna... looked real good out of the backfield. Though, yeah, I'm picking, yeah, I'll stick with WFT here. Hey, uh, how about Raiders Island? Not a real Derek Carr team. Island. <laughs> All right. And then last but not least, Sunday night football. You have a nice divisional a divisional battle here. Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City coming off a bye. Denver coming off a real nice victory against the Chargers. Um, Kansas City's a pretty heavy favorite in this game. Um, I felt like they were like too heavy of a favorite. But with all that said, tough to pick against them at home. I like it as a close game. Maybe in, part of me wants to pick the Broncos, but I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Pick the Chiefs by three. Senior. Yeah, definitely go with the Chiefs at home. The game was in Denver, I'd actually think about it. But yeah, the Chiefs at home, but I'll say the Chiefs by ten. John, uh, a clean sweep. Casey uh, was rolling before the bye, and uh, I'm gonna go with them. Although uh, Denver is uh, get some props for hanging in there. After they traded Von Miller, it looked like they packed it in, but they're, they're still hanging in there. And got a Denver's shot the kind play. of team that it's one of these weird teams where. If you go up on them, the game's kind of over. But if they have the lead, the WFT's a little like this too. If they if they have the lead, they're they're tough to come back on. 
because of the way they can control the ball. So that's really their path to victory is you get a, you know, patented slow start by the Chiefs. And also, uh, uh, Sertan uh, Jr. is really good. Stud. He could, he could uh, yeah, he, he could shut, maybe not shut down, but slow down uh, uh, Hill. So that, yeah. that's that, the that's chance right there to keep it close. Did it make you guys feel old that um, Sertan Jr. is yeah, making interceptions? And then Antoine Winfield is making interceptions. A lot of sons of players, sure. A lot of sons <laughs> of players that we grew up watching, yeah, sure. Yep, they're all over the place, yeah. Pretty soon somebody's grandson will, will be out there. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's when it's all over, yeah. <laughs> I, I got it in baseball. Mike Yastrzemski. He's, oh, he has that's his right. Grandson. That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's one of my all-time favorite players. Mm-hmm. There's his there it is. Pretty good ball yeah. player. From San Francisco, yeah. sure. All right. And real quick before we log off, guys, we have a um, we don't usually talk other sports on here, but um, we have tonight uh, kind of an epic battle in the NBA with the yeah. uh, the don't, eighteen don't, and two Warriors going to the seventeen and three Suns. Big winning streak for the uh, for the Suns. So. Nope, I'm not making a pick, but it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, go Suns. And uh, another, can I mention another sport quickly? <laughs> yes. Okay, UFC. We had the week, the Saturday off this week. It feels for me, who's a big fan, Roger, probably the same way. It seems like it's been forever. We're having a Saturday night off again. We've got a pretty big one coming up this Saturday night for us locals. Um, probably the best fighter out of our New England cartel, Rob Font, in a big fight against Jose Aldo. Should be a banger. If you get a chance, tune in. It's going to be a fun one, and we'll be pulling hard for Rob. And then the Saturday after has been circled on the calendar a long time as my main man, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, fights for the world title against Charles Oliveira. So some big stuff coming up in the UFC. Absolutely. So everybody tune in, and we'll get this posted. You should probably see it up on, on, on the site on Wednesday. So everybody enjoy football this weekend. You know we will. And I don't know. I don't get anything else, guys. It's a pleasure as always. Any, uh, any, par- mention, any parting uh, words? Let's just mention on our uh, for the boss, uh, his uh, now entering the Rumble number twenty-one uh, with the Undertaker part three uh, with Aaron and uh, JT. Uh, talk about uh, the Undertaker's history in the uh, Royal Rumble. So we got the we got the Rumble coming up in January. So that's Perfect. a good thing. To pick up. That's a good point, John. Thank you for bringing that up. Senior, yeah, any any closing thoughts? Uh, it's really good to John to you know think of the boss, but you already thought of him on the podcast when you picked the Jets to win. So <laughs> that's that's thinking of the boss twice tonight. Very nice of you, John. I I, I think he's uh, conditioned to, to to root for the better draft pick. He's <laughs> <laughs> been at that for a long time. Yeah, that's too bad. But it's going to be like the the first round of the draft, the early first round of the draft this year. When you watch it, it's going to be like. Jets Giants draft. Are they yeah, and Philly. Philly, oh, Philly yeah. too. Right now it's predicted Jets four five, Giants six seven, and Philly eight nine. Uh, that's incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I'm sure it'll change, but yeah, bad. But with the Giants, there's nothing to get excited about. Especially if Gettleman's still there, whoever they'll probably hire some other idiot who's going to make the wrong picks. Nothing to get excited about. That's the spirit. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. So. For Mr. D'Amato and for Cowboy Senior, I'm the Cowboy. Enjoy the games this week, and we will be back. We're out. Thank you.